You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie, and Laura is at a cottage this week. We like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're doing something a little bit different than usual. Since Laura is at a cottage, like I said, and my summer work schedule is a little bit crazy, we decided to separately record the podcast. We're each asking each other about 10 super random questions. We haven't heard the questions yet, and we're going to merge the answers together and see what happens. So let's get to it. Okay, welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. I am Stephanie, and I guess I'm going to go first. Um, So like I said, we decided to send each other a list of 10 random questions and with strict instructions not to open the email until we started to record the podcast. So this is a bit new for each of us, so cut us some slack. It might be a little bit weird just hearing one of our voices at a time um, because, you know, we banter so well together. Um, But here I go. I'm going to open the email. It says questions don't open until recording winky face. All right. Laura says, hey girl, hey, what is your favorite yoga pose? What is your least favorite? Okay, so I will admit that when the email was sent to me, I could see this one in the little preview. So I did have a little bit of time to prepare Don't Tell Laura until she hears this. (laughs) Um, So I would say my favorite yoga pose would be, I really love wheel. Um, wheel, Wheel pose, if you don't know, it's kind of like, bridge um a really great back bend it always makes me feel so open and awesome and strong especially since when I first started doing yoga I could not hold it for like it took everything I had to hold it for 10 seconds and now I feel like it can hold it for like 15 seconds so you know improvement um what else do I love I love eight angle pose because I remember when I first started getting back into yoga uh After I got back from my trip last summer, Laura was really into yoga and she sent me a photo of her in eight angle pose. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way. Like, how does that even work? When you see a picture of the pose, it looks physically impossible. So it's, it's pretty amazing that I can do it now. I am really proud of that. Uh, I would say my least favorite yoga pose would be pigeon pose, but that's kind of like, it's like a hate to love it or I love to hate it or something like that. Uh, I get so cranky when I'm in that pose. I'm just like so annoyed the whole time. Sometimes I like bang on the floor. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, because I'm just like so frustrated by it. It's such, it feels so awkward. Um, but at the same time, I kind of love it because it does make my hips feel feel free. Is that a is that a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Okay, if you could describe the last time you were in love in one word, it would be, oh my gosh, <laughs> Laura, you did not hold back. Holy crow. Um, one word? Um, um, is it bad if I say doomed? Like, I don't mean doomed. I mean something like doomed, but I guess that's the closest I can think of right now. Um, it was great. I mean, perfect, but we, it was not it was not meant to be like the timing was all wrong so there was no way that it was going to work out because um uh yeah we were going in completely separate directions so I guess doomed would be the best word for it but that sounds so awful I don't mean doomed like it was doomed to fail but we were just we were doomed to be apart I guess I kind of I kind of want to say three words like or four words out of my grasp, almost. I don't know. That's a really tough one. 
Holy moly, I'm scared to read the other ones now. Okay, let's move on because I think I messed that one right up. If you could magically be an Olympian in any sport, which would it be? Okay, the first thing that popped into my head when I read this question was um, a diver. Uh, I think diving is probably like the coolest Olympic sport that you can that you can find, um, like from a really high diving board. I think that'd be so cool. Um, or I think I would love to magically be really good at gymnastics, I think, because my mom was a gymnast. I've always been really fascinated by it. Oh, can I add a third one? Figure skating. I would love to be a Paris figure skating. Uh, Paris figure skater. Scratch everything else. Uh, if I could be a Paris figure skater, I would be so happy. It'd be really cool. Okay, what has been your biggest culinary disaster? <laughs> okay, um, disaster. One thing that pops into my head is when I was trying to make this birthday cake a couple years ago. Um, I was making it and the icing kept splitting. My apartment was like a thousand degrees because my apartment in university was always like so hot. And I was trying to make it and the icing was just broken so it would not spread smoothly on the cake and I kept trying to refrigerate it and then it kept messing up and the whole time I was like oh man I'm not gonna be able to salvage this it was melting it was literally melting off the cake onto my table like all around my table there were drips of icing and I was just I would like try and put the cake in the fridge and I don't know what I was doing wrong and then it looked so bad and all the crumbs were coming up it was like a it was a chocolate cake so and white icing for whatever reason. So all the crumbs were coming up into the icing and I was freaking out because it was somebody I cared, like somebody cared very deeply about as their birthday. So I really wanted to be great. Um, so <laughs> then I decided that I would dye the icing blue. Like I just was like, oh gosh, I just gotta, you know, I'm just gonna fix this. <laughs> like I don't know why I thought dyeing it blue was gonna fix it, but whatever. So I dyed it bright blue. Um, and then I was trying to like pipe it on the top so it wouldn't look so bad. And I piped these blue roses and it honestly looked so horrible. I remember just like taking a step back and just laughing. It, it looked, looked awful. Um, and I ended up smoothing it out and it, in the end it was okay. And, um, they loved it, of course, because, you know, who's going to say no to homemade cake? So it wasn't actually that much of a disaster in the end, but at the time, it kind of was like a hilarious, you know, you'd see it in a TV movie or something, the hapless character trying to, like, save this blue cake. So, yeah, that was, that was not so great. <laughs> okay, next one. What has been your biggest culinary masterpiece? Um, so I made this other cake. <laughs> Uh, so a couple of years ago in 2012, I set a bunch of goals for myself and, um, one of them was like a bread baking goal and one of them was a cake baking goal. And so I think my biggest culinary masterpieces are, I have two. One was when I made freshly made cinnamon rolls. Those were outstanding. They were so good. They took forever, but they were really, really good. Um, and the other one was this cake that I made that was a six layer cake, six layers. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was huge. It was like, it weighed so much. It was okay, six layers. It was toasted marshmallow filling for one of the layers and then malted chocolate for the other one. So it had like Ovaltine in the malted chocolate part. Ovaltine is like this malted chocolate 
mix that you can mix with milk or something and it tastes like a milkshake or something like that. I don't know. It's not my thing. It was for somebody else. And then I toasted the marshmallows under my broiler and almost burnt my house down and then blended them with like a huge can of Cool Whip. And I know it sounds awful. I know probably to Laura, who's a vegan, it probably sounds even more awful, but um, honestly, it was like a masterpiece. It was huge. Like it looked like, I mean, it was pretty stunning. So that was, that was another cake for a boy. So made a lot of cakes for boys. Okay. If you were to live with someone, what is the most embarrassing thing they would suddenly notice about you? Hmm. Um, okay. So I'm actually going to be honest on this one. Um, my mom's probably going to kill me. Well, I mean, not that she cares or listens to this podcast, but um, what I, I always bring reading material with me into the bathroom. Um, so, and sometimes I even blog from the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just can't bear the thought of just like sitting there. Maybe that says something about me. Like I can't sit with my own thoughts, although sometimes I do, but like, I just can't bear to think of all that wasted time, you know, like, I don't know. So that would be mine. Read into that what you will. I don't know. Okay. In all of your travels, have you ever visited a country where you could see yourself settling down? Huh. That's a great question. Um, good one, Laura. Uh, settling down. Well, I'm not sure about forever settling down. There are a few places that I've been that I absolutely loved. Like I could definitely see myself settling down in Vancouver, for instance. I traveled there this spring and I could definitely see myself living there. Um, there was a place in Italy, Bologna, Italy, which is a university town. Uh, the second that I arrived, I was like, I could spend a couple of years here. So I don't know, um, I can't ask you what you mean by settling down. Is it okay to say somewhere I would live for a few years? Um, because in that case, I would say Bologna, Italy, I think um, Montpellier in France. I mean, I know you've been there, Laura. Um, I could spend, I mean, it would be cool to spend like a semester there or a year there. That'd be awesome. Um, where else? Oh, Saint Sebastien in Spain. I definitely could, I definitely could spend some time there. Paris, of course. I just think it'd be so cool to live in Paris. I love Paris. I don't necessarily have all these like romantic notions about Paris anymore, um, thinking that it'll solve all my problems or anything, but it's just such a gorgeous place. I think it'd be amazing to, to stay there for a bit. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, Kyoto, Japan. I just went there. Oh my gosh. I could spend, I could definitely spend a year in Kyoto. I think it'd be, it'd be stunning. It'd be perfect. Ah, the river. I loved it. Okay. What is the one piece of technology that you couldn't live without? Um, an internet connection. I would find it very hard to live without an internet connection. Does that count as technology? Yes, it does. I answered my own question. What is one piece of technology that, oh, also, well, I, I could live without my camera, but I would be very upset and sad and unhappy to live without my camera. Okay, what is one piece of technology that you use all the time and really don't need? Mm. Like, I, I would pro 
say my iPad mini. Like, I don't really need my iPad mini. I could either have my iPad mini or my phone, but the iPad was a gift, so I have both, which is really lucky and amazing and fortunate, and I feel very blessed. Um, but, yeah. Although I do read on it, so, like, maybe I could actually go without my phone. That that I might not need. Okay. Yeah, going with that. All right. What's your favorite photograph that you've ever taken? That is so hard. That is a really, really hard question. Um, the first answer that's popping into my head is this photo of these flower pots. Um, I did this this hike called the Hike of the Gods, or the, sorry, the Path of the Gods, which is in Positano in Italy, and it's up on the mountains, and it's like, it's impossibly beautiful. It's so gorgeous. On your left, all you can see is water, and it fades, 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 like you can't see the end and all these islands. And then on your right, you just have this mountain and you see like mountain goats and you have all this brush and it's just, it's really, really great place. So beautiful. Um, and as we were coming down from that hike, uh, we walked through this tiny little village that is sort of at the bottom of the trail. And I just looked over and there was just this collection of brightly colored flower pots and I took a picture of them and I loved the picture. I remember just loving it. And um, I kept thinking about it over the past year. And then I recently opened a photography shop online and I put that print up along with a few of my other favorites from my travels. And it was the first photo that I've ever sold. And I can't even tell you how much that means to me like I I can't put it into words it was like this feeling like oh my gosh like somebody wants to buy something that I took a picture of like obviously they're buying the beauty of the photo like sorry I'm trying to say this in a way that means what I want it to mean like they think the scene is beautiful the way that I thought it was beautiful so it's not me that they're saying like oh bravo you know they're saying like wow, you know, you captured this beautiful place, but that's, that's the goal. Like I want to capture beautiful places. So yeah, to me, that was like very, very special. So that photo probably will have, uh, be really close to my heart and have a really strong meaning. It'll probably be my favorite for a long time because yeah, it was the first one I sold and that feeling, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's like, it's a high. It's just like this feeling of like, oh my goodness, this feels so good, you know? And I've actually sold three now, so I just feel on top of the world. I'm very, very, very grateful for that. I feel really good about that. Um, okay, the last question that Laura wanted to know from me is, what are you most looking forward to in the next 365 days? What am I not looking forward to in the next 365 days? Honestly, I just can't get over my my life and like the opportunities that I have right now. I I was just talking to a friend of mine and we were discussing like which beautiful exotic place we should go to for our next long weekend and we're like agonizing cuz the prices for flights are a little bit ex expensive, but when I took a step back and thought about it, I was like honestly, this is insane that I get to decide between this beautiful island like Jeju Island and going to Shanghai or Hong Kong or Okinawa, Japan or Fukuoka, Japan, which is like a three hour ferry ride away or, um, 
these islands off the coast of Busan that are just, or the coast of uh, South Korea, sorry, that are just beautiful. Like, it's just, to me, it's insane. And the next year only hold, holds more of that. Um, so I'm here until the end of March, and then I'm planning to do my yoga teacher training somewhere in India. Um, and then I want to live in different parts of Southeast Asia, like spending maybe a few weeks to a month in somewhere in Thailand, somewhere in Laos, somewhere in uh, uh, Vietnam. And I want to come home at some point and then I want to go back out and do something else. And I just feel like I have endless possibilities at the moment. Um, so I just feel, I feel great. I, yeah, I, I love it. I love it all. Um, I wish that I had asked you some of these questions, Laura, because I would love to know your answers. I think it's kind of says a lot about the person asking the questions. You know, when you read the questions, it's like, I, get, I feel like I got to know Laura better through the questions she asked me. And of course, I'm really excited to hear the answers to the questions that I asked her, because I feel like I asked her some, some interesting ones as well. So, okay, so I guess I'm gonna pass the torch off to Laura. And yeah, hope that was good. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. This is Laura, and uh, I've just sat down to record my answers to the questions that Steph sent me. I haven't seen them yet. I've read the first one, I think. So um, I'm going to do my best to go over these. I know that I'm going to go through these later and probably wish that I had prepared and would have had um, much more thought out answers. But this is how Steph asked me to do it. So I'm going to stick to her rules. And maybe next time, maybe next time we ad lib an episode like this, uh, I'm going to get to call the shots. Um, okay, so here it goes. Uh, my first question from Steph is, what does your morning beauty routine look like? So um, that one, I guess, would change every couple of months. Uh, right now, uh, it's been more or less the same for a while. And uh, it starts with, uh, well, I, I get up, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. Right now I'm using a Burt's Bees face wash, which is super gentle. Um, uh, put on just like a, a pretty light, face lotion and honestly the only the only two makeup pieces I use so like on a on a general work day is uh, I'll put I'll use some concealer uh, for under my eyes and I might use some mascara sometimes I forget to put on mascara but um, I'll use mascara and I'll usually run an eyelash curler uh, through my eyelashes as well just because I have super straight Asian eyelashes and I get to like I like to get that more open-eyed look, but in total, everything takes me probably less than 10 minutes. Um, I, I usually shower the night before, so my morning routine is actually pretty quick. Uh, question number two, what yoga pose makes you feel the best? Uh, this would be heads, <laughs> hands down, a headstand. Uh, ever since I've talked about my love for headstands on the podcast before, but ever since I, I taught myself to do them uh, during my final year of university, um, it's just been my my all-time favorite yoga pose. 
Uh, I'm at the point now where I'm very comfortable getting up into them. I'm not worried about falling over. Um, and, and I always look forward to them during yoga classes, especially when we're at the point in the flow where we're starting to move towards it. Uh, I'm always let down when we miss headstand because I, I just love inversions. I love getting upside down and I love how powerful and strong they make me feel. It's a little difficult to have to have body issues when you're literally standing on your head. Alright, question three. What superpower would you like to have? This one's this one's difficult because I feel like all movies ever have pointed to the fact that a lot of superpowers would be a blessing and a curse. I think that I think that my superpower immediately I'm thinking that I'd love to be able to fly. I think uh, being able to do extraordinary things like that with your with your body that don't necessarily I, I wouldn't want laser vision, I wouldn't want to be able to, to read minds or anything like that. I think just being able to add like that other dimension to the things that my body can accomplish, flying would be awesome. Okay, next question. What's your all-time favorite book? Hmm. That one is super difficult. I think that I can probably tell you my favorite book I read this year was Eat, Pray, Love. I'm a little embarrassed to say that on the podcast. I feel like, I feel like the movie and uh, all of the surrounding buzz for the movie makes, makes that book sound um, a lot more like rainbows and butterflies and hocus pocus than it actually is. I think it's a beautifully written book and I really enjoyed reading it, so I will admit to you that. There are also books that I can think of immediately that um, changed my life in different ways. Um, Eat and Run uh, was one of them. Um, Finding Ultra by Rich Roll was another. Those two were very instrumental in me becoming vegan, so like they'll always hold, uh, hold a place in my heart. Uh, but I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can point to an all-time favorite book yet, so, so stay tuned. I'll let you know as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I know. All right, next question. What celebrity would you like to trade lives with for a week? Hmm, that one's another really good question. I love that. Uh, I think that I wouldn't really be interested in uh, in being a movie star for a week. I think it would be pretty cool if I had their physical abilities to be to be an athlete. I think that would be that would be pretty neat. Um, probably a lot of work, but I can't I can't even imagine like the adrenaline of competing on a public stage. And also, I think that. Uh, being an athlete gives you a lot of just social clout that I would want to be able I would use for my own <laughs> my own agenda, especially when it came to like animal rights and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know that I could point I don't know that I could point to just one, but I think that it would I think that it would be uh, be pretty amazing to uh, to be an athlete, maybe a hockey player, but like not a douchey one. What song makes you instantly happier? Uh, okay, that one I think is going to have to be Someday by The Strokes. Uh, I had a friend in high school send it to me on like a particularly mediocre, by, by mediocre I mean it was a, a pretty sad day for me. Um, and that song always reminds me that like, well one, it's a pretty cheery song and it cheered me up instantly, but when I listen to it now it, it um, 
it just it makes me remember how how loved I felt to have have a friend send me that just to just to make me feel better. Um, I'd say also anything tragically hip, anything by the hip uh, makes me happier because that the hip always reminds me of my dad, uh, who's a huge fit hip fan, uh, and has consequently turned my brother and I into pretty big hip fans and my brother and I went to go see them in concert last year and that was pretty epic because it was outdoors in the rain in Montreal and uh, it's so so some of the songs I think back to to Gord Downey in the rain and it's pretty cool. What could you eat every single day and not get sick of? Um, I could and can and do eat peanut butter pretty much every single day. Uh, so I think that that's the obvious answer there. Um, yeah, peanut butter. I don't, I wish I could say something like kale. Um, that may or may not be true. I know there are lots of different ways to prepare it, uh, but peanut butter, bananas is also another one that I probably eat close to every single day. So be, bananas and peanut butter would be tested, tested and true as, as of the last few years. Uh, who, would be the three people alive or dead that you'd like to be able to ask for advice whenever you needed to make a decision? That's a really good one. Hmm. Uh, I'd say uh, my friend Rada. My friend Rada is a good one. Um, I lived with her for a few years and I think she knows me pretty well and uh, I, I think that she also thinks through things really well, but also like as a counterbalance to some of my immediate gut reactions to things. So um, Rada would be one. Uh, I think my dad would be another. I think he's always been super level-headed. And so I really respect, uh, respect his input whenever I have uh, big questions. And um, I'm having trouble coming up with a third. Hmm. Probably the person that I ask for the most advice now would be my boyfriend. Uh, and so yeah, I'll include, I'll include him in there too. I don't know that I could think of, of any like famous people that I would ask uh, for advice, even if, even if they're super wise. I don't know that they know me well enough to help me make a decision. So that would be my rationale for picking three people who know me extremely well. What is your favorite website? other than this one and other than Facebook, which is probably the site that I spend <laughs> the most time on. Um, does Instagram count? I know it's an app and I know it's, I know that Instagram sometimes has a bad rep, but I really like Instagram because I like that it's a social feed um, where people are more or less entirely positive. That's my favorite thing. Uh, I, I really hate when people are overly negative on, on Facebook and, and Twitter is one of my favorite social tools as well, except I, there's also a lot of negativity on Twitter. Um, I like that, I like that Instagram focuses people, or like gets people to, even if they're over posting, they're almost finding, uh, the beauty in everyday life and, and I, I love just how positive the Instagram community is as a whole. So, um, yeah, I, I feel, I feel bad about picking another, like a, a social network, but, uh, I, I would be lying if I, if I said that it wasn't something that I spent a lot of time on that I actually am, 
I always come off Instagram happier for, uh, for seeing the things that everybody's posting. Uh, what's a big juicy goal you have for the next year? Ooh, that one's, <laughs> that's an excellent question because I'm at a point right now where so many positive things have fallen together right now for me. Um, I almost, I almost completely forgot yoga teacher training because to me, like even just signing up for it was like a huge deal in of itself. But I think in the next year, so I'll be done, um, I'll be done my yoga teacher training in December. And so that's within the next year. I'd, I'd really love to be able to find a placement teaching. Uh, and I'd love to, even in the rest of my career, just like find my sweet spot, find something that's like, that really drives me and makes me happy and pays the bills and uh, something that I can do in conjunction with yoga. Uh, that said, th that's kind of a life goal. So um, my yoga teacher training would be would be my handstand answer. So uh, those are my <laughs> those are my quick and dirty answers to, to Steph's questions. Um, all really good. I really I really liked answering those. None of them none of them were too obvious from the, from the start. So thank you for asking them stuff. I had a lot of fun doing this and I, I hope that this episode comes together in a way that, that really speaks to you guys as well. Um, uh, yeah, I hope that everybody has a beautiful week. You can uh, find us on our social media sites as per usual, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on all of those at Green Guinea Pigs. Uh, and let us know in the comments section if you if you have any questions or if you have any uh, upcoming episode ideas. We'd love to hear them. Uh, have an amazing week. See you all soon. <laughs>